Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno, Brad, and Nick. Hello and welcome to the QTB podcast. My name is Nick, filling in for Bruno, and with me as always is the one, the only, it is Mr. Meat Church himself. You're only going to understand that if you're watching instead of listening, it is QTB's Brad. What's up, man? <laughs> Nick and Brad in the evening. What's going hey, on, Nick? I'm excited to be it. here. And yes, if you're not watching, that might sound a little bit unique but if you're watching you know exactly or you checked out the pre-show you know what i'm rocking and you know what that means so yeah i'm I'm here nick let's go baby what 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 is on the docket for tonight what do we got going on yeah you know as always we're going to be uh kind of getting into the big stories here in a little while and those stories brad are uh, talking about the Fortnite and dragon ball uh event that is happening right now and i gotta tell you man there's Ooh. a lot to get excited for um, I think the only way that I can possibly uh, express my hype for this event is in the form of a jingle. Hit it! Fortnite has a crossover with Dragon Ball Z. Nice. Goku can now get us with an SMG. I said. <laughs> you know, the jingles train. never fail, Nick. They never oh, fail. Oh, man. They always I deliver. Was... And people told me, they're like, oh, it's not Dragon Ball Z, it's Dragon Ball Super, right? Because that's where the blue hair, you know, uh, Goku comes from. And I'm like, yes, I know. This was finally my excuse to get to use the Dragon Ball Z theme song in a jingle. Let me have my moment. <laughs> no, no, no objections over here, Nick. I'm with it, dude. Uh, you know, as yeah. always, top quality jingle. Breaking that's news it. through jingle format. Come to quit the build. Hit our TikTok. You're always going to get breaking news in a jingle. That's and what's I, you know, than that? it's it's kind of our thing now, right? And like, I was just sharing a a comment with you and Bruno uh, earlier, or someone was like, you know, this is legitimately the the way that like I get my gaming news now, and I'm like, oh man, I, I think we've just invented like a subgenre of news where like I, I've I've seen people do like songify the news. That was a popular thing there for a while. They went very hard with like a lot of topical events, but this is kind of like a bite sized version of. Uh, of songify the news and uh yeah if, if you're following us on tiktok youtube you're keeping up with the trends right i mean what a reason to like to follow us right i mean i mm -hmm. i i wake up ready waiting for what your next jingle is going to be each day because they they always are bangers man so I also uh, wake up I'm wondering sorry. what my next jingle's gonna be <laughs> because most of the time I just hear a song or a news article you guys send me and I'm like, oh, yep, yep, write that down, Nick, write that down. And I do. I have a whole little uh, notepad of, uh, of of abandoned jingles. Maybe sometime I should publish that. <laughs> I still think your true, your Savage Garden jingle was incredible. I mean, that one's still ringing in my head. So, yeah. you know. That, uh, and Death, yeah. by Death by Daylight, I mean, uh, come on, like, <laughs> in, the, in Navy. the Navy. Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. Incredible. If you're not checking out our TikTok or YouTube, you gotta go see those, man. They are just they they get stuck in your head, man. Yeah. It's that's, incredible. That's the point. That's the point. I tried trying to make the earworms. It's what you need on TikTok these days to 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 make it big. So yeah, well, anyway, that's uh that's our big story. We'll also be getting into uh multiversus um that it has uh, past 10 million players um which is a, a huge achievement for for the game uh, especially one that's only only in beta so we'll talk more about uh what's been happening there with uh with that game yeah 
Well, I was going to say, Nick, besides the jingles that grace our TikTok every day from you, right. what what you been up to this week? What do you got? What's what's been going on in Nick's world? Yeah, um, you know, I've, I've been trying to hop on whatever games I can. I so my my son is absolutely obsessed with Pac-Man. And it's it's so interesting how like there's certain games that just transcend generations. Um, and whenever whenever he sees uh, any version of Pac-Man on the screen, like he is just immediately like entranced by it. Um, and he wants me to play Pac-Man. Like oftentimes if I if I boot up my my Xbox or my Switch and he's in the room, he'll come over and he'll look for the Pac-Man logo and point and say Pac-Man, Pac-Man, Pac-Man. And that's what I'm going to play. I'm going to play. That's the only option that's left on the table. It's dad's playing Pac-Man. Um, so I've been playing a lot of that. I have been um, jumping into is it the Namco um, Pac-Man Museum, which was in, included in Game Pass. Um, a lot of great uh, Pac-Man titles on there. And I'll tell you the one that I've been really enjoying, Brad, and that is uh, it's called Pac-Man uh, Championship Edition. I want to say it came out for the Xbox 360 at one point. And every every Pac-Man game that comes out tries to, you know, invent its own little spin on like the uh, on the Pac-Man formula. But this one um, is a lot of fun. It came out like a, a while back. I want to say about 10 years ago. Um, and the way that they have it set up so that like it's, it's fast paced, um, it's, it's time based. So you only have a certain amount of time in the maze. Um, very speedy. Like by the end of it, the game really starts to ramp up um, in a fun way that in varying places like where the, pe- the pellets are, uh, are placed that I'm actually really enjoying it. I've been playing that and uh, more of uh, Pac-Man 99. Um, which is, of course, the Nintendo Switch uh, Battle Royale Pac-Man, uh, which is actually very Ooh. fun. Like Tetris 99, it takes that that Pac-Man formula and finds a way to throw 100 people into the mix to see uh, who can come out on top. It, it's very frantic um, and kind of fun to kind of lean into the the meta of like the right way to do things and trying to uh, to outwit your opponents. So aside from that and a little bit of Kingdom Hearts, that's mostly been kind of my, uh, my week in games. You. Yeah. You're, you, you, well, the week isn't over. And that's okay. what I'm going to ask you. Are you, because you dropped the news, and I got to ask, are you getting excited for Wave Race 64 to become oh, the Switch? Oh my gosh, dude. I am so pumped for Wave Race. We had talked about this a few times on the podcast about, uh, you know, Nintendo 64 games in general. Um, but I'll tell you, there is nothing more n- 90s nostalgic for me, Bruno, or uh, Brad, rather, when I boot up Wave Race and this, this little ditty hits you right in the face. Wave Race 64 is coming to Switch. And Kawasaki's fun to say. On August 19, we're racing jet skis. It's fun. Where else am I going to do barrel rolls with dolphin? Oh, yeah. Like dolphin. Exactly. Uh, man, I am so pumped! Yeah, um, we we actually I, I put that jingle out within like a like two hours of the uh, the press release from Nintendo, um, and yeah, uh, Wave Race sixty four will be coming to Switch uh, this Friday. It's going to be a big day because not only is that coming to Switch, Brad, but also uh, Kirby's Dream Buffet um, is going to be launching, which is the Kirby Balls game, or you know, it's the unofficial Kirby Balls game, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, are we gonna see you for a few days? You're gonna, you gotta budget some time, right? I mean, this is like Nick's weekend right now. I mean, I can't wait to hear if you get where are you gonna pick your time. I mean, that's a tough choice. Yeah, um, well, we'll see. You know, I know I've been doing live streams. I've been doing uh, trying to get some uh, gaming time of my own in. So we'll we'll see when I can when I can squeeze it in. But uh, nonetheless, you know, the nostalgia is strong, and Wave Race really holds up as a as a racing game. I mean, that the water physics. You don't you don't see a whole lot of games, Brad, that really tried to 
uh, lean into water-based racing, especially on consoles. You did have like the arcade titles like uh, like Hydro Thunder, um, but it's very difficult to get water right, especially in ones where you're reliant on waves in order to actually get air, and they have to be dynamic. They can't just be in one fixed location. Um, so, you know, Wave Race really, really uh, broke the mold and, and made it possible to experience something like that. And to this day, I, I can't, I, I, we could probably count on one hand the number of water-based racing games that even come close to capturing the magic um, that I think Wave Race 64 figured out. And really, it almost seems like they, they just kind of dropped the mic. They had one sequel for the GameCube, and I don't think it was all that great. And that was kind of the end of the IP. But I don't think it needs sequels, man. I think, I think a one and done's good for Wave Race. I can tell you this. I've had more fun playing Wave Race than I've actually had being on a jet ski myself in real life. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I would rather play Wave Race than go ride one myself. So right. if that doesn't tell you, and I went and I went back and looked, and I think it got like a 92 on Metacritic when it was released. Like this game. Mm was very successful you're right it probably is the most successful like water-based racing game that i can remember and and for the fact that it's coming to the switch now and folks get to revisit that and have that nostalgia i mean that's going to be such an incredible play replay i guess this weekend yeah we got uh, epic capture production saying oh hydro thunder that was the one yeah that hydro thunder was a really fun game it also still holds up by the way um, and uh, Dudas Monk saying that the uh, the GameCube version, which I think was called uh, Wave Race uh, something blue, um, was uh, was really yeah that was that's the official title Wave Race something blue, and <laughs> whatever it was, um, it was uh, it was uh, the only other Wave Race title um, that uh, yeah you know GameCube tried wasn't to there, wasn't there a Game Boy version too? Maybe, but I don't remember. I want to say no. But I didn't even okay. know, like when I did I, the Diddy Kong Racing uh, video, I didn't even know that uh, there was technically a um, a remaster of it for the DS, but it was effectively the same game. Um, so, you know, you learn, I, you know, we're learning things in real time here on the QTB podcast. But uh, what about you, Brad? What do you got going on That's what we're week? here for. Yeah. You know, I have been kind of on the same train with you said your son is in love with Pac-Man. My son loves Hot Wheels. So yeah. whenever I do have a moment, I'm trying to hop on and he's around we're still playing Hot Wheels uh, for the, the optimized for the Series X, and it is so cool because they've come out some with DLC content with like mm-hmm. DC, and then there's some Marvel, and now there's they added the monster oh. trucks and some courses for that. So now you can race monster trucks and regular cars, and he owns a lot of those both, like the monster trucks and the cars in real life, and so he actually has a few of the cars. Um, like that are in the game he owns in real life. And so yeah. he, he'll be like, oh, you got to race as the Tricera truck or you got to race as the, you know, the Velosa racer or something like that. So um, to find that connection between gaming and my son's interests is is it makes it fun when when we get to sit down and do that for a little bit. So uh, and then, yeah, I'm getting ready to hop in and, and check out the Fortnite Dragon Ball Z crossover. I mean, how can you not want to hop in and check that out and, and see what that's about? So, oh, man. Well, look, you know, we're going to be talking about that crossover in, in just a few minutes. But, Brad, first of all, we got to talk about the most important crossover of all, which is our crossover with our sponsor, Winner Winner, the official sponsor of the QTB Network. And, Brad, I got to tell you, you know, Winner Winner is so much more 
than just uh, live arcade games or claw machines. Some of the best that you can play out there on a smartphone, by the way. But they also have their live arcade games. And this is very important because it's a great way for you to play absolutely free to earn tickets in skill-based games. And they've got all your favorites. They've got Whack-A-Mole, Word Crush, Stack the Blocks, and more. Play the games. You win a virtual tickets you can redeem for actual prizes. Uh, Brad, I've got some of my prizes right here. I gotta tell you, I got Ooh, the little Kirby Kirby plushie. Okay, I won that with tickets. Oh, I'm not done. I got a whole shipment. I got the Kirby backpack. Are you seeing this? Look at this. My kid is gonna be going to preschool in absolute friggin' style. Come on, Kirby backpack. I'm not done. Man. Wow. I'm not done. I got the Kirby automaton. It's in. We got it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Come on. I haven't even unpacked. I, I don't oh, want gonna- to. I feel like this is gonna be a collector's item. You got to play. Well, you, how can you not play Kirby balls on on that? I mean, <laughs> like that is like the that's full what I'm meta, saying, right? I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I mean, all you got to get decked out on all your Kirby swag, and uh, the 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 story continues. <laughs> that's right but yeah as always to our uh, our listeners and viewers uh yeah you if your first one is free if you have not played uh before on the app just download today use the link uh, currently in the live chat or in our show notes um and you can uh, get to playing now again you're you get to play until you win with that first win it is free and if you make any uh, uh purchase as low as 3.99 shipping is free for life um, so make sure to uh, stop on by. And again, uh, the link is in the show notes. Also, if you go to their pay site, pay.app.winnerwinner.com and use promo code DALE, you're going to get a sweet deal with 30% bonus tokens on your next purchase. Thanks, as always, to our friends at Winner Winner. Okay, so we're still in crossover territory here, Brad. And that is our big story for the day, of course, the Fortnite and Dragon Ball uh, event. I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with this. We knew about this one uh, for a little while. They had uh, put out the uh, the big uh, the big uh, trailer there that was kind of teasing it and the and the pictures. We knew something was on the way, and uh, we got this uh, story from Polygon talking about kind of all of the things that we're going to be getting in this event, which is currently live. And uh, man, I'm, you know, there are so many things to jump into. First of all, we got the. Uh, skins, right? So we have access now to Goku, Vegeta, uh, Bulma, and uh, you have to forgive me if I'm not pronouncing this right, Beerus. I want to say that's one of the characters that is part of uh, Dragon Ball Super, um, and my my Dragon Ball knowledge set uh, was strictly the original Dragon Ball Z and maybe the one or two episodes of Dragon Ball GT that I caught um, afterwards um, on Toonami whenever it happened to be on. So we have those, uh, those uh, skins available. Um, of course, with that that uh, signature uh, cell shaded style um, that you you know and love with uh, other anime characters that they have incorporated into into Fortnite before. And yeah. I think uh, Goku and they, they some of them come with that the the alter the alternative styles and the you know built in charging up emotes. Like there's there's quite a bit that comes with these skins. You know what I mean, Nick? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I totally know so, what you mean. Um, it's you know you get your money's worth. I mean, look, these skins aren't aren't cheap. Whenever we get these uh, these events that come in, you know, it, it's it's not going to be uh, <laughs> uh, all that affordable. But you know, with an IP as big as as Dragon Ball Z, you know they're going to go big. Uh, I mean, I was just looking through the other day in Fortnite, and they were I guess as like a Marvel event, like every Marvel skin was available to purchase and i could not believe how long that list was of just about every 
Marvel character they could get in there um, that had a movie and some that haven't have a uh, very thorough representation with not just the skin, but also all the uh, so, man, hundreds, hundreds so of dollars my, waiting to be spent. Yeah. That's my question, Nick, with this crossover and this being such a, I think highly, you know, visible, exciting crossover. Where does it rank? Like when we talk about that, you said the shop was just chock full with all the Marvel, Marvel theme stuff. They've done star Wars crossovers. Mm-hmm. Where does Dragon Ball Z rank, in your opinion, all time on the list of crossovers that Epic has been able to secure for Fortnite? That is, uh, man, that's a very good question. I mean, it's crazy because, you know, we talk more and more about just the the the, the definitive nature of, of Fortnite of being the premier place for crossovers. I mean, you've had, what, The Walking Dead, you've had uh, NBA. Uh, Marshmallow did a crossover. You know, we had a, a God of War, a, a friggin' Batman, Stranger Things. Master like, Chief. I, I mean, it, 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 yeah, Master Chief's in there. John Wick had John Wick, like all these unexpected, uh, uh, huge, huge events, of course. Yeah, with uh, with Marvel and the whole Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. I mean, as far as like what the most memorable was to me, I think it definitely was the Marvel event, because when Infinity War was out, you know, it, it's, it was just Marvel Madness. And that's fun. That, that, that's a, that's a good one. Marvel Madness. <laughs> shout out. Um, yeah. <laughs> shout out um, to our, uh, our Atari uh, interviews there on, uh, on QTV legends. But yeah, you know, it, it's that, that event when it, when it culminated with that, that limited time mode where you could, one person could get the glove and become Thanos, right. And get these just crazy powers and seeing that person on the screen, you know, just absolutely wrecking the map. Um, it really upped the stakes and and took such a well known and established villain and and gave you a chance to play as them. I was I, I had never been more hyped for a crossover than when when that opportunity came across. So I think that that's that's but when you talk about but when you talk about OP like opportunities, like yes, when you become Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, that was pretty OP. But I'm seeing some clips already of when you can i think you can get what the and i'm gonna butcher how you say it is it goku's energy beam the uh um the kamehameha yeah that looks op as heck man i mean that looks like you get that and you can just annihilate people i mean it's just it's just this beam pierces through building structures it does ridiculous damage and you can just take out people in one shot it looks incredible Right. Yeah, no, it's it's an insane item. It has a big wind up. So it makes it kind of challenging for you to figure out opportune moments um, to actually use it. And not only that, you're also getting the Nimbus cloud um, that you can locate that, you know, kind of akin to like the jetpack, right, where it's this additional travel tool that you get. And you can just you can just kind of kind of kind of scoot all over. Um, and that is that is such a, a fun nod that they were able to find things that make sense to use practically within the world of Fortnite, um, you know, mixed in with all the usual gunplay and mechanics. It is still just I, I had poked fun at it there with the jingle about the concept of Goku needing to, you know, utilize any kind of weaponry <laughs> when this man can uh, can just go absolutely ham um, and could probably uh, deflect bullets with his his bare chest. But here we are in well, 2022. I- or when he gets a win and then can you know, do the, you know, the, you it's know, the gritty. I don't know. Do- <laughs> That's the meme I mean, going around. You know, like, of like Goku gets the win and hits the gritty. 
Like, I mean, oh, where man. else do you get where else do you get that? That that yeah. is that is what, like you said, it is where Fortnite rules all, right? Yeah. I mean, that those moments where you get to do that and have that happen is uh that's what makes these crossovers so special. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, I I'm looking right now at a list of the top grossing IPs of all time. Um, and there are only five that break uh, the $50 billion mark. And many of them are just timeless, like Winnie the Pooh, right? It's been around for uh, almost 100 years. Um, we have uh, Star Wars up there, no surprise. Hello Kitty, uh, Pokemon topping the list. But then you go down, and in the top 10, you've got, uh, what, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Which already got the crossover for... Uh, for Fortnite, okay. Um, you have Star Wars at uh, seventy billion. Already got the uh, the crossover, and now down here is Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball as a franchise, starting in nineteen eighty four, is worth thirty billion dollars. That is no joke. Wow. You, know? you think about the the importance of of Dragon Ball to just the, uh, media in general. Because, you know, we, we were at a time, and this is kind of going back to the, the Toonami days and the back-in-my-day rants that we tend to go on. Um, and as my, uh, my now receding hairline will show you, um, I've got some stories to tell. And one of them is, you know, the, the, the glory days of Toonami. Because I, I distinctly remember um, my, uh, my dad talking about how, you know, back in the day, my, one of my older sisters would put Speed Racer on. There was some channel that would put Speed Racer on. It was one of the very first uh, animes that got brought over to the States. And he was talking about like how annoying it was because they didn't really westernize it correctly with the, with the voiceovers. And they were very, very frantic-sounding voices that tried to keep up with the, the movements of the mouth. And the result was this just hectic thing. That was, it was a hot mess. But then you had these shows like Sailor Moon and Gundam Wing and eventually Dragon Ball mm -hmm. Z. Um, that even the Dragon Ball also got a, a, a you know an, an adaptation with the Western uh, voiceovers. That Dragon Ball Z really elevated things to a new level in terms of episodic content. That really, as a, especially with that age range they were going for, man. I mean, to this day, there is still such a passionate fan base for Dragon Ball um, and the content that's being put out. Still, motion pictures that are actually getting like theatrical releases. Um, that you can only see them in certain theaters for like a limited amount of time. That this this franchise is far from dead, right? So it just seems like you know, like I said, this is a list of the top grossing IPs. If they can find a way to get the Pokemon crossover and give Pikachu an assault rifle, <laughs> I mean, I thought you were going for Winnie the Pooh there when you said Winnie the Pooh's number one. I was like, we got oh, that no. horror movie coming out, so he probably will have a uh, will be wielding some kind of weaponry. It's true. You never yeah. know. What there else is go. on the list? What's in the top five, Nick? What 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 could be for uh, Epic's next uh, next play? Yeah, so yeah, like I said, the Pokemon top uh, grossing franchise of all time. No surprise there. Almost one hundred and twenty billion dollars. Hello Kitty is the number two. <laughs> as much as we've talked about Hello Kitty Island Adventure, maybe we can get Sanrio to uh, to get uh, uh, Hello Kitty and friends. I mean, there's a whole Hello Kitty you know universe out there, Brad of uh, of characters. Let's uh, let's get him in there and, uh, you know, let him let him <laughs> let him duke it out Even, for glory. Yeah, I, I wouldn't <laughs> put anything past Epic at this point. I think they'll always find a way to bring in those those crossovers that really I think it's another way you keep gamers engaged and coming back to the platform, coming back to the game, because it's not mm -hmm. just about playing 
solo or duos or squads. It, it's 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 almost like a fashion statement. Oh, I got to grab the new skin. I got to rock it. Some people believe in new skin mantra, right? You get a new skin, you pick up a couple dubs. Like there's there's yeah. a whole thing to it, right? And 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 let's not talk about the cash flow side of it, right? I mean, they're just yeah. rolling in the dough with these these crossovers. I, I I'm curious to understand what goes behind the scenes when they get to that contract situation, right? You know, putting on the business hat for a second. You know mm-hmm. what? How do they approach these franchises, these large IPs, to even begin that conversation of we want to bring your characters into Fortnite, right? Yeah. You know what what type of uh, presentation you know what type of 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 you know compensation do you have to throw at them to get them interested right yeah oh i i have to imagine this was a uh, a gargantuan crossover but like we were saying before like if you can get star wars which is much higher on the list um you know fortnite definitely has the uh the business acumen to uh to get that uh get that ink penned um and and get a deal that is uh that is agreeable to everybody because you know you know and if for for most of these ips it's just a matter of like you know just sign the line get the check and fortnite's going to handle everything you know that most of the time they're going to they're going to take maybe some of your assets but they're going to you know create these skins for you and and create this world based on on the content that you've already created so you know it's uh it it, it was a no-brainer I know that you or we launched a poll, right? Earlier with our listeners. That's right. right? I'm glad you mentioned this. Can we yes. check in? Can can we can we announce what what what's the poll? What was the question and what were our choices and where do we stand? Of course. So one of the perks of of joining us during our live streams, Brad, is that uh you get to uh participate in the live poll that we have going as the episode is going on, a great way to contribute to our episode. So I asked, uh which part of the Fortnite and Dragon Ball event are you most excited for? Um, we had uh, quite a few votes, and a little over half, 54%, said the actual Dragon Ball skins. That's not, I, I figured that would probably be our first place answer. 20% said the uh, the uh, Dragon Ball themed items, right? The Kamehameha and the uh, Nimbus Cloud. Um, but we also had some votes for some of the other features that we haven't mentioned yet, which are um, the Dragon Ball Adventure Island and the Episode Festival. So the Adventure Island is going to be a whole Dragon Ball themed area that you can go to for a limited time. They do this with a lot of these new, you know, uh, content rather than just having like a little section on the on the map. And they will do that sometimes. Um, they just kind of give you your own little world to go explore and and uh, and hang out with your friends. And this will be a a Dragon Ball themed kind of uh, a park, a theme park, if you will. But the one I'm excited for, and this is where Fortnite really seems to be. Uh, getting leaps and bounds ahead of any other concept of like the metaverse, as abstract as it, as it still is which is the episode festival, which is you can hop into this kind of uh, cruise ship area that has a, a theater that is playing, uh, I think it's like five episodes of Dragon Ball Super on rotation um, that you can just hang out with your friends in real time and and consume this this anime together and, and chat and hang out and dance and whatever. Um, and again, you know, between that, and they've done this before with other, other um, you know, content with like Star Wars or whatever, and also mm-hmm. the, you know, live metaverse concerts that they've had, right? Ariana Grande, um, just to name one, Marshmallow. That, man, I mean, it's just, it's it's so interesting how Fortnite has evolved into, you know, from a, just a, a wildly successful battle royale to a media platform. It, it really is all you can call it, you know? And I think, that I, like I said before, I think the closest thing to an accurate representation of the metaverse that we've seen so far that people actually want to get into. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mark, Mr. Zuckerberg. It's not, it's not panning out, buddy. 
I've I've seen what you call the metaverse, and it's uh it's 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 ooh, rough around the edges. But I mean, Fortnite, I get excited to jump in and and check out a concert or check out a a live event, right? Yeah, yeah, I think Epic's really found the balance between innovation and also constructive feedback. Because it's one thing to innovate without any type of foundation to what your 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 gamer base is saying, right? So it's just like we're pushing this. This is where we're going. Sorry, right? Yeah. They found a balance of always saying we're going to kind of carve out these new areas of the game and new ways to experience the content, right? It's not always about you know a, a, a build sweat fest. You know now they've got no build modes. They've got these you know no sweat. You know more entertainment world like like immersive experiences. Yeah. But they've also taken feedback from their gamers along the way to, uh, to tweak the game and the gameplay a bit. That really. I think at times, and you've seen through different seasons, can ebb and flow to keep the game fresh. So, you know, I I agree with you. I think there's so much to digest that even with a new crossover comes a plethora of ways to immerse yourself in that content. It's not just a quick money grab with a skin or two. There's all these different avenues to explore, earn points, earn, earn, you know, additional cosmetic items. Oh, and, it, and that's a rewarding experience. You're going in, immersing yourself, and then getting things back. I mean, yeah. that makes you feel good at the end of the day. So I'm with you. I mean, that's what keeps me coming back. I mean, it's so fun to hop on, play with a few friends, us all pick up a different skin, roll as a crew, right? If everyone picks up a different skin, then we all roll yeah. as the crew. Like, Bruno and I, a while back, a while back picked up Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. So we were playing <laughs> as Silk Sonic, right? So... Yeah. Um, of course, Bruno was Bruno Mars and, and I, I rolled as Anderson Pack, but that's the point, right? Is there it adds a different layer of bonding and, and experience when you're playing with with others as well. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm with you. I think it's another it's going to be another successful crossover at the end of the day. When they look at the numbers, this is probably going to be probably one of their most f- successful because of the notoriety and what you said earlier about the impact about this anime series coming and being you know successful here in the western world yeah 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 i'm i you know that there was going to be one big anime series to to finally uh secure that uh that big Fortnite crossover i think most people would agree dragon ball would be the one to do it so um yeah i have a lot to get excited for and the event's live now so uh they hop on in and uh, get 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 that power level up, get it over nine thousand, get them Dragon Balls, and uh, and get some. Uh, that's what you can do. That you can raise your power level. You know the memes are there. Hey, you, Nick, Nick, you know where else our listeners should hop on and get and get leveled up in? Whoa, where's that? Our Patreon. You want to hey, tell them about it? Hey, there it is. Oh man, we need a segue. There it is. Okay. Thank you, as always, uh, to our uh, Patreon supporters like our QTB and Fuego supporters, uh, Epic Capture Productions, Matt.Bat and Alexa, and our QTB Plus supporters, Nick Nick the Dudist Monk, Indie Gamiacs, Alan Abadessa, Mr. Grove Games, the Intergalactic Pinecone, Fluffy Bunny, and Kawaii Potato. If you would like to directly support the network uh, and, and all the amazing, you know, uh, family-friendly content we create here on uh, Quit the Build, um, that's a great, one of the best ways to do it is Patreon. Tiers start as low as $2 a month. Gets you access to our pre and post show um, that you can only hear either on the live stream or on Patreon afterwards. And we had a pretty good pre-show. That was a substantial one. So you don't want to miss that. Also, our QTB Nostalgia Vault. Brad, this month we're talking about arcade games. We're asking our, our supporters about their favorite arcade games uh, of past and present. We've gotten some really good answers. Yeah. So I'm excited to jump into that. You can't go wrong. And of course, the $5 tiering up, you're going to get the shout outs. You're going to get the merch. 
I'm telling you, man, the Q- join the QTB crew on Patreon. It is the way to go, right? And as Bruno says, it, it helps us keep the lights on, so we really appreciate it. There you go. <laughs> he does He does say that, and he is not wrong. Again, that is at quit the build, or rather at patreon.com slash quit the build. The link will be in the description. All right, so our second story, and this one, uh, look, you know, multiverses, uh, it seems like no matter where you go um, in the gaming space right now, uh, the conversation is on this game. All eyes are on it. Of course, uh, this is uh, WB's uh, kind of answer to the IP smash-ups that we've seen from, you know, of course, Nintendo kind of setting the, uh, breaking the mold with Super Smash Brothers, but even Nickelodeon uh, jumping into the fray as of late. And uh, this story from IGN that uh, Multiversus has passed 10 million players. The online platform fighter just continues to get bigger and bigger every day. It hasn't even left beta, though, you know, even Fortnite has been loose with that term for a very long time. Uh, We've got uh, season one. uh, It was delayed, but I believe it is about to start or maybe has started already. And, uh, you know, they've they've really (laughs) they've jumped into it, man. It's just like I'm seeing nonstop YouTube content. Uh, You know, a competitive scene has kind of formed around it already. And it seems like, you know, for better or for worse in terms of the actual game itself, um, that people are responding to the free-to-play model pretty positively. Um, and I know we've talked about our experiences with with the game um, in varying capacities, but, you know, I, I, it's such an interesting thing, Brad, because it seemed like nobody was going to step up and try and do what Smash did on the level that they did. And now we're finally seeing uh, some really solid attempts, um, I think, from WB to say, man, we, if we've got IPs to boot um, for days and days, Let's just throw them all in there and, and see how people respond to it. Um, you know, what has your perception been of it so far? And do you think that they're going to be able to maintain this momentum? Your last statement is the key. I, I think there is an, an over-exceeding level of a, of a solid foundation. I think the re- initial reception and what we're seeing so far with the amount of players in this huge beta launch, we'll call it, is very indicative of what could be long-term. And I think what really sets them up for success is having that plethora of IPs to continue to leverage. I think what we're seeing right now is it needs time to grow. There's a limited selection of stages and characters that I think right now will get a little fatigued if they don't continue to roll things out periodically to help feel like a natural evolution. Yeah. But but to have something be so well-received and it'd be fun. Like it just feels fun. Like it's not something that's overly complex to play. Uh, again, the two V two concept is really unique. I think that really opens the door to a lot of, um, casual and competitive gamers. It's kind of a pick up and play nature, but like, yeah, you can really start to hone in on your pairs and who you want to be and how you pl- your play style. I think it offers a lot to a wide demographic with a lot of potential to be something pretty massive going forward. So my take is solid, rock solid start, good foundation. Let's see how they nurture it and grow it as as time goes on. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give a take here that is uncommon for me because I usually try to be the optimist here on the show and just by my mentality in general. And that is I don't like multiverses. I'm just going to go ahead and 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 put my foot in the sand here. And it has nothing to do with Can we get the with... breaking news sound? That I mean it's 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 pretty it's pretty bad, right? Hold on. Oh my. Yeah, because yeah, the there announcer is shocked. 
Because look, okay, I love the concept behind it. You know, I, I, anytime that someone tries, like I said, tries to step up and replicate the Smash formula, I try to support it how I can. I did purchase uh, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, even got a couple of the DLC characters. Um, even though I'm not crazy about the game, I, I, I want to see more of it. And like I said, uh, we've talked about this on past episodes about how they've responded to player feedback. They've added in characters that people want. They've added voice acting to the game. It didn't have it. They added items to the game. It didn't have it previously. So I've seen good, a, a positive uh, direction from the, the, the studio that is making All-Star Brawl. But I'm telling you, my issue with multiverses is the gameplay is not fun to me. I And look, I'm probably a Smash snob in terms of like I, I, I want to play a game that feels like Smash in, in most capacities, and I don't want too much variation from it because I'm so used to that gameplay loop. And I understand that not every game should, you know, in order to be successful, should be trying to just recreate something else. But at the end of the day, if you're going to make a game that has, you know, almost every mechanic is exactly what Smash is, right? You're, you're building a meter that makes people get launched further. They can get ring outs, you know, above to the side. They can fall. You have spike-style attacks that can launch people down. You've got special attacks. You've got aerial abilities to recover. You know, obviously, this is a Smash clone, and that's what I'm going to judge it as. I don't like the gameplay. Um, I, there, it, it doesn't feel satisfying to make contact. The hitboxes seem very wonky right now where it never quite feels like I'm hitting something. If I go to like input, uh, you know, a, uh, whatever the equivalent of a smash attack is, it, it doesn't always feel like it charges the way that I want it to. There's just a lot right now happening with it where I don't come out of a game feeling like I've enjoyed the combat that I've experienced. Uh, and it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of honing in my opinion on the more that I play it. Um, and I'm kind of waiting for the different characters in the free rotation to become available so I can try those and think, well, maybe it's just the character I'm playing and not necessarily the game itself. But, you know, there's no items. There's no final Smash equivalent like there is in Super Smash Brothers that lets like, a character really have its signature, you know, the thing that they do. The roster is kind of limited, and most of it is pretty severely paywalled. So honestly, right now, Brad, my my take on it is it's kind of a wait and see game rather than, hey, this is a, a go to that I'm going to be playing time and time again. What about you? Well, just to counter your point, I mean, I think you have every right to hold it in the comparison to Smash, but Smash has such a maturity in terms of its stay in the industry and in the and 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 with gamers and 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 experience, right? So, yeah. multiverse is as as super green, right? I mean, so it, I would argue, it's a little unfair to to hold that regard or hold that standard to a game this early on. I, I think you you know you need to give it time to see if it can rise to that to that level over time. I mean, yeah. did you feel this way about, did you feel that way about smash right away? I mean, your, your, your opinion of smash has, you've had years to cultivate that, that perspective. Right. And you've got yeah. what a month or so to give a, a hot take on multiverses. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I see where you're going and I don't think you're wrong, but I think you, like you said, you have to wait and see to really be able to maybe validate, that that take completely yeah oh no for sure and that's my mindset of like it's a free-to-play game it's not like i'm just gonna write it off and, and never come back to it um it's always gonna be that possibility of oh let me see this new character they added in or let me see what the free you know characters on rotation are and, and try something new 
Um, but do you to think me, if they offered a? Do you think if they offered a one v one v one v one mode, like a, 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 a instead of a two v two, do you think that would be something that would be intriguing to you to actually really be like Smash? No, I I I usually when I play Smash, I either play one v one or two v two. So I don't I don't really see any it, that wouldn't change it for me. Like the free for all style that Smash offers, I rarely um uh, play okay. in that in that style. Um, and again, like I like the concepts that they're adding into it. Um, I love the idea of having different role-based characters that can synergize well with each other and the ability to customize your character and give it a little bit more of a personal touch. Um, it's just the game feel is so, so, so important in a fighting game, um, or in more of a party style fighting game that we get like this. Um, and it, it doesn't feel very tight right now, but it is a beta and yeah, I'm going to be uh, kind of monitoring to see what changes do they make um do they are they able to kind of dial it in a little bit more and just make it more satisfying to play the 2v2 fights they're just it's just such a chaotic mess because the stages are are very small and that creates these very hectic environments where like every character has these team-based mechanics that you're supposed to be using but it's just there's the sensory overload of just button mashing to the point that at least for me and i am far from a uh, a pro fighting game player um, but for the, the every man like myself, um, it, it, it can be very difficult to appreciate and really, uh, flesh out the mechanics that are, are being put in front of us. So, you know, we'll see. And, you know, one, one kind of article that I do want to point out here, Brad, is there are some really encouraging things that, and this is just a leak. It may not be confirmed, but this story also coming from IGN.com suggesting that Multiversus may have a progression sharing feature. Um, and what this, what this leak is showing is that there is a battle pass partner system built into the game where if they choose Ooh. to use it what would happen is you purchase the um you purchase the battle pass and you have the ability to invite one friend to join you in that battle pass they will get access to the tiers they get access to the perks and they help you to progress that battle pass so you get to do it together now, I think that is genius because when you have a 2v2 fighting game that really you want to have a partner that you know knows what's up so that you can go into go to war, you know, I think that's such a genius way to encourage people to play it not only more often, but play it together, especially if you together. can bring in a buddy for free, right? Uh, I think it's really clever and that's and it's something unique to that game, right? Not every game can adopt or mimic that, right? Like I think there's not many out there that could say, well, we're gonna we're gonna take that battle pass, you know, concept and apply it to our game. So I think that could be something unique to multiverses and you're right. It could bring a level of commitment to playing the game, not just as an individual, but with someone else week in and week out to to benefit and really take full advantage of that partner battle pass concept yeah I, I agree i think it's it's really clever i think it's a really clever idea like if someone said to me oh hey you know i've got an, i've got a spare spot on my uh my battle pass do you want to join me i mean that's that, that's going to increase the likelihood that i would i would download play that game check it and just kind of get you know looped into the uh the uh the ecosystem <laughs> that uh, that multiverses has and you know i know bruno talked a lot about on uh past episodes about just the the incredibly long list of IPs that WB has access to um, that, I mean, the list just goes on and on that they can potentially pull from. And we already know they're not afraid to do that, right? I mean, you've got Le uh, LeBron friggin' James um, already in there just because of his uh, his involvement in, of course, the uh, the new Space Jam movie. 
Um, and you know, we, what we've got a Game of Thrones character in there. From what I've heard, they even day one wanted to have uh, Gandalf um, from Lord of the Rings in there, but they they didn't quite get him in in time. So, and we know Rick and Morty characters are on the way. Like the the yeah. longer that this game can be successful and vi- financially viable, the the more wacky that this 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 roster is going to get. And I'll tell you, there there are little touches in here, Brad, that I like. You know, there are um little quips that like different characters will get in depending on who they fight like if bugs bunny fights Arya, Arya stark and wins like in the post in the, in the in the post game he'll he'll give a very specific uh you know kind of joke that's that's directed at her where it feels the the the, the world this universe that they're building uh feels alive and i want to see more of it i just i i, I do wonder um will they be able to to keep the momentum keep the hype going because the fighting game community especially when it comes to balance and the speed at which you release content they can be very critical in the uh in this era of uh of easy easy access to developers um so i i do well, wonder how how they'll be able to cope i think they need to continue to to land the celebrities for voice recordings when they can too because i know they yes. got like matthew lillard for shaggy and they got Maisie williams for Arya stark so if you can continue to bring in other characters that will be voiced and reprised by their said voice actors, that adds to the legitimacy of the game and to the quality of the voice banter you're going to get between characters, right? So right. Uh, I think that's another lever they have, WB has to kind of really maximize this is, is make keep those voiceover actors consistent. If you can bring those folks in from the shows and and have them, you know, reprise their characters in this format i think that's that's another win that's another feather in their cap yeah we have uh, epic capture production saying in chat innovation has to start somewhere if they know what they're doing they'll take advice from qtb that's right you know we're out man the the amount of freebies we hand out on this show brad it's uh you know it's like <laughs> consultation and uh <laughs> and and a conversation Shut up. yeah Shout out to Bruno Stradamus, right? How many times has he uh, predicted things that have since forth happened and, and become true in the gaming world? That's right. Yeah, he uh, he definitely calls it. Um, and we have uh, a Dudas Monk saying at least it won't just be uh, 20 different Fire Emblem characters. That's actually a really good uh, observation. And, 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 you know, it's definitely one of the bigger faults, I think, of of the Smash franchise is that despite having access to such a wide range of, of characters and IPs that are Nintendo direct, you know, their first party for Nintendo, they don't need to go and shell out the big bucks to really make it happen. Um, they do seem to lean on, on certain IPs way more than, than are necessary. Um, and that was always a big, a big gripe is that fire emblem got such a, a massive amount of representation in the smash roster. I want to say at least a dozen characters um compared to any other i mean of course mario's franchise has a has a a large large quantity as well but the fire emblem series you know as a whole um not really a a very big arrow i think in in nintendo's quiver but nonetheless just gets fighter after fighter after fighter so i i i get that perspective of like man it's and i've i've been there too where uh, you know a, a new smash reveal comes out and it's like oh my god it's another it's another fire emblem character like are you kidding me like I, I can't even differentiate between like the, the eight you have now and you're giving me another one with the same hair color and the same sword, but you know it's uh it's someone different, I guess. That's just me. So 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 Nick, maybe maybe kind of 
uh, playing on your experience? You mentioned earlier that you have the Nickelodeon, what, All-Star Brawl as well, or what? what's yeah. that uh, called? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you got All-Star Brawl. Yep. How, how, would you, how would you compare, I guess, that ca- initial character list and how, what they've been able to bring to the table to what you see with the WB's future and their IPs? Like, is, is there something with what they WB could bring to uh, multiverses that would really get you excited or... You know, do you feel like you gravitate more towards the IPs that Nickelodeon had on their platform? That's a good question. Um, you know, I the, the problem, I think, Brad, is that a lot of these characters don't lend themselves well to fighting. You know, you've got you've got these 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 silly characters that are being mashed up with more serious ones. Right. Where, you know, you've got Bugs Bunny who's launching, you know, Acme Pies and all that kind of thing. Uh, versus, you know, like I said, Arya Stark and other kind of more serious-minded characters. Whereas Nickelodeon, you know, they're they're all wacky. You know, they're all out there. There's no, there's no. The the, the theme is very consistent. Um, you know, and I I think we have to yeah, look. Yeah, but wasn't to, wasn't uh wasn't like Aang on on All Star Brawl though from Avatar: Last Airbender? I mean, he he to me seems like a natural fighting. You know, yeah. him and that's true. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a few few from that show that I feel like makes sense to be in a fighting game, right? Yeah. Yeah, where you, the, the important thing is that when you have those characters that don't really make sense to be fighters, like you come up with, with fun ways to make them fighters, you know? I think of like Isabel from Animal Crossing, who is the most just docile creature in the world, um, but still, you know, is is because of the things that she's doing. Like one of her smash attacks is she sets off a party popper, you know, and then... It's it's much stronger than she anticipated, where she didn't mean to hurt anybody, but she still did. Um, like Tom and Jerry, yeah. okay? Tom and Jerry are a great example of this in, in multiverses because their attacks... The, Tom is not trying to hurt the other person on the screen. Tom is trying to get Jerry, but ends up hurting the other person because Jerry always gets away at the last second. Like, he'll go for the mallet, he'll try to hit Jerry, and then Jerry scampers away, and now he's hitting he's hitting somebody else instead. I love those little nods to the series in clever ways, you know, when you can sit down at the at the at the drawing table and say, okay, well, how do we how do we create a character that's true to their IP and is, you know, violent or nonviolent in their own ways? Um, while still letting them participate in this in this brawling game, there's a lot of uh, of unique ways you can approach it. But I think to answer your question, Brad, the most important thing is, you know, if you're gonna replicate the Smash formula, replicate it all the way. Find the ways to get in those. It doesn't have to be a final Smash, but a special attack of some sort that really lets that character unleash something very special that 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 steals the show and gets people's attention. Let us get items. That's a, a very important part of these these party brawler style games. I, you know, when you have your ranked modes, you can always take those away. I understand the end. They add random components that that don't make it fair. But let it be unfair for the the players that want it to be. Um, you know, <laughs> if you can smash like when when the the odds are stacked against you and you get that the, the hammer drops or the star drops, and all of a sudden you're just a, a force of nature for a few seconds. That it's fun to see the tide it, yeah. turn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. those are those are the thrilling moments you wait for like that you 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 hope for as a gamer right yeah. so I'm, I'm with you i'm with you on that one let let them happen there you go we also have uh, dudas monk saying a hannah barbera brawler would be hilarious nothing's off the table man you know yeah yogi bear versus uh george jetson absolutely uh, people would eat that up these days if nickelodeon can do it then uh then they certainly can too 
and that's the trend, right? A lot of uh, a lot of these companies are trying to uh, figure out how to leverage their their universe of IPs and uh, and this gaming style. The more successful WB is, I think, the more with the freemium model, the more that others, I think, will uh, will uh, put more consideration into uh, jumping in and uh, and joining the fray. So. Well, you know, hey, great, uh, great discussion there as always, and we'll see how how multiverses plays out. And uh, of course, Brad, I have to mention well, thanks as always to uh, uh, Pearson Limited for making this podcast possible for marketing media that works and bespoke design to power your business. Visit PierceUnlimited.com. and of course, make sure to check out our website that is quitthebuild.com. Um, we've got a lot of great stuff going on there. We just had a um, in, on our blog, Brad, we had a great review from one of our bloggers, Justin, who did an article about one of the new games from uh, Annapurna, um, and, um, Annapurna, I, I think that's how you pronounce it, Interactive, uh, called Hindsight, um, one of those narrative-style games that really uh, can be very uh, emotionally gripping and his uh, his adventure through that. Um, so you check out that review, and of course, uh, get into that merch page. That's where you get that swag. That is Squad Swag. I have to really slow that down to get it right on my first try. A lot of great yeah, merch no. in there. Got got to put out a disclaimer now. It's already mid-August, folks. Get your QTB Christmas swag now. <laughs> that way you have it and can rock it all holiday season. We've got it on there. You know you want it. Here's mm-hmm. your friendly reminder. It's mid-August. It's time to start. Falls around the corner, which means Christmas is coming. You got to get that Christmas QTB swag. Right, Nick? Just like that, summer's gone, man. It's great. We, we advertise that. If, if we looked at like the number of individual products we've plugged in the store, the Christmas sweater is probably the one we've tried to sell more than anything else. It's year round, man. You got to get that. Yeah, you're right. Because people always say, oh, you know, it's I don't know. They, they, they get back order that. when you get close to like December. So you really want to have it now. Mm-hmm. Be ready to go. Um, but yeah, great, uh, great little sweater there and uh, all sorts of other great merchandise as well. And hey, make sure to uh, you know, get on that community page. Follow us on uh, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You know, we have the TikTok. Lots of great content there. And, uh, you know, different platforms have uh, certain bits of media that typically you're only going to see on that platform. So there's a lot of, uh, of things happening kind of in the, uh, in the QTB uh, cinematic universe. And, of course, our ever-engaging Kirby Balls uh, saga. Of course, you know, what's going to happen next? We've had uh, all sorts of twists and turns there, people asking. I have a, I don't know if you guys noticed, I put up a poll in the latest Kirby Balls video where you get to decide what happens next. I don't know if anybody paid attention to that. You might want to, I might want to put in your two cents about what, what's, uh, what's going, what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, that's what we got going on in the, uh, in the QTB universe. I miss anything, Brad? No, I, I think you, you hit it. I, I, you did a great job, Nick. I got nothing else to say. Well, then I guess there's only one thing to say, Brad, and that is until next time. For Brad, I'm Nick. And for Nick, I'm Brad. You know what he says. Say it, say it, say it, Brad. Say the thing. Peace out, what it do. 